Another week, another talking dirty. Eh? Eh? What's that about? Eh? <laughs> All right, this week we got for you uh, MLB, the Oakland A's may be relocating. We'll tell you where and when to expect that for. Well, that's a darn shame. <laughs> Over in the NHL, Jack Eichel might be leaving the Sabres. Also, the hockey playoffs are set to start this weekend. We'll give you a full breakdown for that. Over in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars signed Tim Tebow. We got that and more in the headlines for NFL. That's just loony, eh? <laughs> Over in the NBA, it's Hall of Fame weekend. Also, Russ, uh, he passed Oscar Robinson. Mm, yes, sir. Nice, nice, good for him. Uh, and then pop culture. We got two new trailers, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and Quiet Place 2. Over in TV, we got The Bad Batch, Episodes 1 and 2, Reaction. Um, and then, of course, Jams of the Week. So with that, take it away, Ryan. Oh, so the hockey playoffs are starting this weekend, eh? and the best way to enjoy the big games are with uh, a sip of Labatt Blue. And the only way you can drink a Labatt Blue is if you have a nice there koozie to keep your hands warm, eh? So we have koozies for sale. They're dark and dirty, blue and orange, eh? Just like the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they're $7 a piece. You can uh, DM us if you are interested, and uh, that would very help us out, please. I don't know what I'm doing. Are you rolling with that the whole podcast? Uh, I was thinking about it, but no, I can't. Even, I can't. Even, <laughs> my senses don't even make sense. So let's get into it. Yeah. And uh, before we get into it, Ryan, how you doing, man? Good. So on the way here, I was listening to an interview, uh, part of my take. Yeah. And they had the guy who created Slam Ball. Okay. Remember that? That yeah. is sweet. And uh, apparently, I'm not putting this in any other headlines or anything like that, but he's guaranteeing the next five years will be back on TV. His promises around the summer of 2022, and they're in developments to make a Slam Ball movie with an A-list director and a big-time actor, apparently. He didn't say any names because apparently contract shit. But yeah. Slamball <laughs> is back, and that's sick. I wish you could have given a hint. About I know. The the, 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 he, he let them both guess three times. And he said he'd tell them if they were right. Yeah, and they they apparently didn't get it. I feel like they gave but like guesses. Yeah, PFT guessed like Nick Cage, and they kind of <laughs> guessed like Martin Scorsese and stuff like that. But no, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then they're all stuck. Then they, he basically, the reason he's on part of my take is because he, uh, he wants the PMT, like, listeners, audience to, like, get into it again, which is great marketing about him. Yeah. So, yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, you ever have that moment where you realize you have a guardian angel? Yeah. So, I go to my new gig and I. I'm like there learning the, the ins and outs, man. And then the guy's like, all right, yeah, just let me know whenever you got to go pee so uh, we can take your drug test. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? I was like, what'd you just say? Damn. So, yeah, and I've been smoking, you know, like the all weekend. They never <laughs> mentioned this shit. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to fail. I'm going to have to like crawl back to my old job. And then Not I go and take look. So, yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm like, all right, so I'm just going to take this thing, get it out of the way, and then we just move on with life, you know? Yeah, that's what, that's what life is. You just gotta live and die by it. Um, and the guy comes back from my results. He's like, "Yeah, no surprise there. You passed." I was like, "I'm surprised." <laughs> Me, that's craziest fucking shit. I don't know how the fuck I passed it. Either a, they don't give a shit about pot, or b, uh, 
I don't know, the guy was an idiot and read the test wrong or something. <laughs> no it, it surprise. Sir, it's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, I'm high currently. <laughs> it's it fucking wild, man. Dude, that's nuts. God, I, so I, much I, stress for like an hour and a half for me. I still don't know how it, how it happened. Mm-hmm. Still don't know how it's possible. Me neither. But thank you to my guardian angel. No offense, you smell like a chimney, bud. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> You're like the Seth Rogen of this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, we'll lead off with the MLB. So, Otani is the first player recorded uh, to record 10Ks and play in the outfield in the same game since 1952. Dude, he is a freak what of What teams he play for? The Angels. Uh, so I didn't post first name because his first name, I don't know, like Sho, Shohi or something like that. But no, yeah, Otani, I, we talked about him last week. Mm-hmm. He's just a freak of nature. I think last week we talked about how he had eight strikeouts and uh, went two for three hitting or something like that. Like, he's a beast at, uh, in the field. He's a beast on the mound. He's a beast in the batter's box. And it's just like insane how good he is and it's like no oh, this is the pitcher that's been fucking yeah it's that okay. it's that like uh asian pitcher who's just amazing um but yeah so he played in the outfield on what day was that um oh, I, it was this weekend say, yeah. it was this weekend um and then matt harvey got a standing o in his first game back against the mets um wait that wasn't this weekend that was last night oh tawny uh, but matt harvey yeah he's he, he played back at city field um he I mean he obviously he's made his career in the Mets, so it's good to see. It. I, I we'll get into hockey too. I love when away crowds give people standing hose. Obviously, I mean it's because Matt Harvey was a Met forever, but mm-hmm. still. Um, and then San Diego has COVID issues. Tatis is positive, and so is Will Myers. Yeah, it's tough for my my boys right now, but Slam Diego, dude. Yeah. Oh, I just speaking of San Diego, I just got my San Diego koozie in the mail. Really? Yeah, I ordered a while ago. That's solid. Because, I mean, if, 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 if I'm riding with them this year because I have money on them, I might as well get some merch. So get some gear. Yeah, yeah, that way you can rep it, you know. Yeah, and I'm not going to get, like, a jersey or anything <clears> like that unless they win. And they win me, like, uh, 160 bucks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Then I'll probably buy some more merch. But right now, it'll be just a little memory keepsake I have for the season. Gotcha, gotcha. The season I was a Padres fan. Then Shane Bieber continues his 8K streak. He is now 20 games in a row. So I Damn couldn't man. find when he broke it. That, that this is the, he set the record already. And he's just adding on to it. Most mm-hmm. consecutive games with 8Ks or more. Uh, yeah, no, he he set the record a couple weeks ago or something like that. I couldn't find when, but he's just keeps topping himself and he keeps. I mean, he won Cy Young last year for a reason. He's a beast. Yeah, it just sucks. He's on a shitty organization <laughs> like the Indians. And then uh, Noah Syndergaard says baseball has gotten soft and it, quote, needs more shit talk, end quote. I agree. It makes it way more exciting whenever these rivalries and these guys go at each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't have, like, the dugout clearing fights. No, but... But, like, you can have some shit talk. Like, the uh, who's the one guy that fucking made the crying face? Oh, uh... Fuck from the Dodgers. What's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude from the Dodgers with the four eyes. Fuck, what's his name? I can't remember. It's going to oh, kill me. Yeah, you keep keep that sentimental. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I, I just think, like, more shit talk in baseball would definitely bring some more excitement to the sport. Um, for, like, new fans, too, you know? Oh, Joe Kelly. Yeah, Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. I, knew it was, I knew it was something easy like that. Oh, no, absolutely. And and I feel like if you uh, – oh, it's a test to how soft it is. Mm-hmm. The reason there are bench cleaner brawls is because someone gets their feelings <laughs> hurt every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you just – more shit talk, less bench clearing brawls, and it's more fun. I mean, look at what 
uh, Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis did a couple weeks ago. We talked about mm-hmm. where like even Bauer is like, yeah, I, I they're allowed to celebrate. It's hard to hit a home run. I'm cool with them doing like bat flips and shit, and that just gets the game more exciting. Yeah, and it gets the re- some of the reasons the people love hockey is because people are chirping each other the entire game. It makes it more fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Uh... The Oakland Athletics announced they are considering relocating if the city doesn't pay for their stadium. The MLB approved their move so they could be moving. Um, the top five likely landing spots include Vegas, Montreal, Nashville, Portland, or San Jose. So where do you think they should go? Um, well, I think they're going to go to Vegas. We talked about this already. If they move, yeah. they're going to go to Vegas. I'd say it's like 80% they're going to Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I am not, <clears throat> I originally was a hater on Vegas sports teams. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not really anymore. I per, if I had to choose, I'd prefer them go to Nashville. <laughs> um, I think that would be a cool town to have another sport in. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, if they go to Vegas, they can probably stay in the same division. They, it'll be easier for travel for that division. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that and would just make players. sense. No, absolutely. Because like you're not like relocating across the United States. You're literally moving a state over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that would be probably the most likely. It's fucking Vegas. (laughs) It's Vegas, dude. Vegas is like so. They they what led it three sports teams in the past like five years. Two right now. This would be a third. They get it. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I always have something in my head about it. Like I feel like that's never been done before. Definitely not. Oh, and it's crazy because there'll be two Oakland teams moving to Vegas. Yeah, and I feel that's, ba- that's so the bad main for reason I said the Athletics. But yeah, I do. I agree because they had they lost everything. They lost <laughs> the A's. They lost the Raiders, and then the Warriors moved from Oakland to San Fran. Even though it's just across the bay, that's still mm-hmm. like hurts Oakland. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Tough look for Oakland. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, last thing we had here: the Angels designated future Hall of Famer. Albert Pujols uh, for assignment. Essentially, that means he is waived. This could mean the end for his career if no one picks him up, which would be sad. But he seems like he wants to play at least until the end of of this season. Uh, Five potential landing spots. Uh, They include the Nationals, the Royals, the Indians, the White Sox, and the Cardinals. Yeah, Albert Pujols, future Hall of Famer. Um, he, before the season, he announced, I think, well, his wife announced on accident <laughs> and ended up deleting it that this is going to be his last season. I think he said, oh, no, it's not. But I think it is his last season. Yeah. And the fact that, so at first, too, I'm a, I like baseball. I follow baseball. I never knew what designated for assignment meant, but that just means that they're available to find a trade or they'll just be waived. Hmm. So basically, they just waived them. They <clears throat> um, does he have a, does he have a World Series win? Yeah, with the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. that's why I think the Cardinals, <laughs> I hate the Cardinals, but I like when He'll go Hall of Famers finish their yeah. career there. Cool. So nice. I think the Cardinals could, but the Cardinals are good right now, so I don't know if they want to waste a spot on him. Sad to say. No, that's true. That's true. What about the White Sox? That's White Sox, I think I read that that's, I think that's the most unlikely one out of the five. <laughs> Because they same reason like they don't really have a spot open. Okay. So they would have to get rid of someone. They're doing pretty good. So it's just gonna be a horrible team. Or yeah. The, or the Cardinals. Which I was thinking, why did the Pirates go for him? But he would never. I mean, he, <laughs> he played his career the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. He's not gonna go to a division <laughs> rival, especially the Pirates. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, though. That'd be so funny because he sucks. And then he decided to stay another season, but we'd get rid of him. At the end of the season, and he'd kill it his last season. Absolutely, that's exactly what happened. 
I mean, for like the Cubs. I mean, if I'm Albert, I'd be like, well, if I play two seasons and go to the Pirates for the rest of the season, I could be great next year. They give happens. me some good luck. They'll give me some yeah, like Yeah, it's like the rabbit's foot. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so fucked. That's our team. But uh, anything else for MLB last no. minute? No. All right. Let's take it over to NHL. So first up, the Rangers fired their head coach, David Quinn. Wild. I mean, I not that wild because James Dolan, you're a Knicks fan. You know, he's mm-hmm. Sox. And he also owns the Rangers. And I think right after the season, he fired a lot of the front office, including the head coach. David Quinn, which is wild to me because their whole, basically the Rangers released a couple years ago a statement saying, hey Rangers fans, stick with us, we're rebuilding. They are on the brink of finishing that rebuild, dude. They, if any other division besides ours, they would have made the playoffs. Uh, they have a, the youngest team in the NHL by far, like I think the average, the, the youngest by like an average of two years. Uh-huh. Um, everything was seemed to be clicking, they just didn't make the playoffs because the Islanders, Pens, Capitals, and Bruins were so much better. Yeah. So I wouldn't, if I was James Dolan, I wouldn't even touch what happened this year. I would say, all right, good year, chalk it up as a W, even though we didn't make the playoffs, and let's get him next year. But instead, but he's just firing everybody. That's what Dolan does, dude. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone kept saying like maybe because the Knicks are doing good this year. He's just mad. He's just, <laughs> you know, he's just transferring his, all of his energy over to the Knicks. He said, yeah, whatever, Rangers didn't make it, fire everyone. <laughs> Clean house. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And then next up, Paul Stasny uh, was awarded the silver stick for 1,000 career games. The Jets in that game won 5 nothing. Usually when there's a stat like this or a award like this, I try to see what they did in that game stats-wise. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I had one shot on goal. That's it. I mean, he's been around. He's been. He's older. He's not that good anymore. But another the less, what am I trying to say? Whatever. Uh, he, I mean, the 1,000 games in the NHL is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, good for him. Um, and then Jack Eichel is upset with how the Sabres handled his injury. Quote, I'd be lying if I said things have moved smoothly since my injury. There has been a bit of disconnect between the organization and myself. It is tough. It, is, it has been tough at times. But right now for me, it is the most important thing. Uh, is just trying to get healthy and figuring out a way to be available to play hockey next year. Wherever that might be. End quote. So, interesting statements from uh, Jack Eichel there. Could he be moving from Buffalo? Um, where do you think some landing spots could be? All right, so real quick, for those who don't know what happened to Jack, Jack Eichel, he got hurt, and the team basically didn't let him get surgery because they mm-hmm. didn't want him to shut down for the season, which made his injury worse. I forget what it was. It's maybe some of the eye. I forget. But that being said, I think he is going to move from Buffalo. And as of right now, it looks like the Kings may be trying to make a move for him. That's interesting. Um, the Kings are rebuilding right now. So he basically goes Is he younger? Jack Eichel, yeah, he's like his third or fourth year. Wow, he was in the same draft as Austin Matthews on the on the Maple Leafs. Okay, he was like the third, second or third overall pick. He's yeah, he's he's super young. Uh, most of these teams, I mean, basically the Bills, I mean Sabres. Let's say Bills. The Sabres are still rebuilding, mm-hmm. and the Kings are rebuilding. But at the same time, I feel like the Kings are a better organized team than the Sabres. So Jack Eichel would that probably be better off. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's tough to think like the Sabres would just like let him walk or trade him, but yeah. I don't know if his contract's in stuff. <laughs> might be, if that's the case, it might be easier for him to move. Would you trade Malkin for him? No, but I did make fun of, no, my, my, my friend Matt Stalter, he comes on all the time. Yeah, yeah. 
he hates the Pens, but not really. He kind of does. But I said, what if, wild move, never going to happen. What if the Pens go and get him and say, hey, sit behind Sid. You'll be the guy whenever yeah, he retires yeah. in a couple years. I mean, that's what I was like, kind of thinking. But I was like, we have to give up a lot. We would have to give up like someone like Malkin, yeah. Yeah. But like giving up Malkin, though, I mean, Malkin's like how old? Yeah, I mean, him and Sid are both He like, deals with old. some injuries a lot. Like, so does Sid, but like, you can't get rid of Sid. Uh, so Jack Eichel like, locked up I, to 2026. I, okay. Call me crazy, but I would make that move. Yeah. I would make that move if, like, you talk with Crosby and Crosby's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. With what? Just With the move. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, we're thinking about moving Malkin for Eichel. What do you think about this? And if he's like, go out and do it. Then I'm like, uh, yes, I'm doing it. We're getting him. So, Sydney is 33. Mm-hmm. Malkin's 34. Uh, they probably, because because of how good they are, they'll probably have another good like three, four years. Yeah, I don't think we should have done. I mean, I don't think they'd go for it because he only has so many years left. Yeah, but if I, I mean, like, if we don't give up that much in addition to Malkin, I mean, if we can give up a shit ton of picks, it's worth yeah, it. I mean, He's we, really good. Yeah, and like, is his con is Eichel's contract that bad that it like would fuck us? Uh, well, I don't know what the salary cap is for NHL because it's not that much because they don't make that much money. Mm-hmm. But Eichel, I just had it up. Sorry, let me back it up real quick to the page I just had. Which is taking forever. It's eight years. I know it's eight years. Okay. <sighs> okay, it's eight years, eighty million, which is a lot. That is a lot. I mean, he probably couldn't do. Put in perspective, Sidney <coughs> Crosby's uh, a, a contract was eighty-seven mil. Yeah, so that's seven mil short. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Um, but I I do I I like Jack Eichel. I like him because I had him fancy as a keeper for a couple years. So yeah. I, he was like my favorite out of that draft class. He's an American guy. Uh, I hope he does good somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and then next up, uh, Patrick Line said he wants to stay in Columbus. Which, who does? <laughs> yeah, not many people want to stay in Ohio. Uh, Stalter was pumped about it. He's a Blue Jackets and a Blackhawks fan. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's he's pumped about it, and um, that's good for them. I mean, the guy they gave up for him with Luca Bois or whatever, I forget his name. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't like the organization. <laughs> There's some problems there. There's problems with Line A for a little bit because Tortorella is like kind of a shitty coach. In my opinion, a lot of people might be like screaming, "No, he's not," but I think he is because I hate him. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think maybe um, that will be a good move, just because they he must like the organization, even though there's some ups and downs this year. That he's that confident coming out and saying he's going to stay. Yeah, but I don't know if I was if I was him, I don't know if I would because that's they're not doing too, like they, they, their future's not that bright right now. <laughs> I feel you. Um, Ryan Miller played his final NHL game on Saturday in a 4-3 overtime loss to the Wild. Even though he was on the road, the Minnesota home crowd gave him a standing ovation. The 40-year-old announced that this was his final NHL season. Yeah, so yeah. Ryan Miller, great career. Um, <clears throat> not really much to say. He's old, so yeah, that makes sense. But I'm glad to see. It sucked that his last game was a loss. Yeah, that's but, always, like, shitty. But I also like how the away crowd gave him a standing Minnesota, out. great fan base. Yeah. Great fans overall across all sports. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, and they're, then, very, they're very Canadian, eh? <laughs> they're, they're, well, they're super is this, nice. Is this just going to pop up, like, Oh, they're super nice up north there. <laughs> like Canadian Tourette's or something? 
I, I hope. <laughs> I love him. I love the Canadian accent. Uh, one time, I, did I ever tell you one time at KDR for a party? I was working door, door yeah, duty. Yeah. And I was watching like Trailer Park Boys or something Later Canadian. Candy. Maybe Letter King, I don't know. It was, maybe even a clip. Oh, no, it was a clip ever. Uh, what's that? Smoke darts with the boys. What is that? It's a, there's a video. I don't know. It's a viral video. I watched it right okay. before it went out. And so I have my Canadian accent full on going. And there's some freshman girl trying to get in. And I was just talking to her in the Canadian accent while she was waiting. And I totally, like, convinced her I was from Nova Scotia. And I was a... Uh, I was just in here in the states for for uh, school, <laughs> and she totally bought it. Then right after when I saw her inside, she goes to be all drunk. It's like, hey, you're the Canadian kid. I was like, what? And then my yeah, normal voice. I was like, I'm not Canadian. Oh, I'm you're from talking Pittsburgh. about my twin. Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. What do you mean? <clears throat> um, but you have the playoff picture breakdown for the uh, NHL. All right, so almost every division is done with the. There are 56 games. There's still some games trickling in from the North Division, a.k.a. the Great White Canadian Division, eh? Um, The West is still has some games to finish, but the East and the Central finish, and it looks like all the playoff teams for all four divisions are set. The matchups are set. Yeah. Uh, The start is soon. I'm not 100% sure when. I know the first game for sure is going to be Capitals-Bruins this Saturday. I Google searched it, try right. to figure out when the Pens play, and that's all I got was Saturday starts the Bruins caps. So I'm just going to go through with the matchups, maybe make some predictions here, and we can write them down and see how right we are. Uh, yeah, we could. Here, I'll put it on the back of this. Okay. All right. So from the Central Division, we got the Panthers have the top spot locked up. Uh, and they will be playing first-round Nashville Predators. Um, there, it's a big difference in the records. The the Panthers were on fire this year. The Preds were barely squeaked by. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to win that round. I don't know how many games. Probably five or six, but I'm definitely in Panthers. Panthers and who? Predators. Oh, yeah. I'm going Panthers as well. All right. My hand is awful. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The whole time I sang Panthers, I met Hurricanes. Oh, really? So it's Hurricanes and... Okay, how about this? Panthers-Lightning. Panthers-Lightning? Yeah. I'm going Lightning. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to keep the Panthers because I don't feel like crossing mine out. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, the Panthers did have an insane season, so I hope they win. I don't like the Lightning as much as I like the Panthers. So. Yeah. And, I mean, Miami. Fair enough. Fair Miami. Enough. All right. So the other one, the actual <laughs> matchup, it's the Predators versus the Hurricanes. So I'm about to say, Hurricanes um, dominated this year. They, okay, I'll, I'll trust you on that. I'll go yeah. Hurricanes. Yeah. I'll trust you on that. Because I thought Nashville wasn't good still. So they had a rough start, and they pulled kind of it together. Yeah, they pulled it together, and they um, were able to make the playoffs, but they're still not the best. All right, let's go to East Division, which is our division. Yeah. We got the number one seed in our division. We have the number one spot. Uh, so we will be playing the Islanders first round, which damn it. So okay, it just like so flashback to a couple years ago. Flashback a couple years ago, we ha- yeah. were fa- heavy favorites. Maybe it's a year we would have repeated, or maybe a year off from that. Um, and we got swept by the Islanders first round. Mm-hmm. Islanders are a good team. They added some pieces at the trade deadline. Uh, however, as a Pens fan, Homer, I'm going Pens because I think at the rest of our division. This is the matchup I wanted to see the most. 
Um, I would be afraid of the uh, Capitals first round. Yeah. As I'm terrified of getting the Bruins first round. The Bruins, for some reason, always have the Pens number. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the Bruins are playing the Capitals and maybe the Capitals can snuff out the Bruins' flame, Yeah, I think we have a better chance against the Islanders. So I'm taking, obviously, the Pens. I'm going to go with the Pens as well. Mainly because the Pens also turn on the gas at the All-Star, at the All-Star break. They have an all-star break, right? They didn't, they didn't have, have it this year. But like the midway. Thing. Yeah, that meant exactly what happened too. We we became like a dominant force halfway through, where we went mm. on a fucking win streak, like a eight-game win streak. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think this Pens team, besides the times we won the cups recently, I think it's the best Pens team we had in a while. So nice, nice. Pens. All right, then Capitals Bruins for the second one. Um, I'm gonna go capital. Nah, I'm gonna go Bruins. Okay, I'm gonna go Bruins. Uh, so a little tidbit about this. Yeah, I hope the Capitals win. So I'm picking the Capitals. So rather... we can bounce them out of the second round. Again. Yeah, because we love bouncing <laughs> from the second round. I think we played <clears throat> this year. We played the Capitals way better than we played the Bruins. And Taylor Hall, um, who they got the trade line from Buffalo for. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking talk about Boston, of course. He went off ever since the deadline, and he is saying this is the most fun he had and the most comfortable he felt on any team since he's been in the league, which kind of scares me that they're going to have some good chemistry going. So if the Capitals can snuff out the Bruins early, that would be an easier road to us for us to get to the Stanley Cup. It wouldn't be a Stanley Cup run for the Pens without a Capitals second-round bounce. That's exactly what, <laughs> happened, That's exactly what happened. <clears throat> All right, let's move over to the Canadian division. So there's still some games to be played. But it looks like it will be the Maple Leafs taking the number one spot. And it seems like it is it is going to be the Canadians taking the fourth spot. So it's going to be Montreal versus Toronto. Um, not to just pick the favorites here, but Toronto had a hell of a season. I, they're a very good team. Um, I I like Austin Matthews. I think uh, Tavares has been played pretty solid this year. I'm going to Maple Leafs. Um. We have the same shit, don't we? No. Oh, no, wait, no, we switched up. We have two different. You have Lightning, I have Panthers, you have Bruins, I have Capitals. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Maple Leafs. I mean, this is like kind of like their year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to bet against them on that. I think they're going to end up losing, not winning the Cup, but I think they could win their division. But the only way they don't is this team, the Oilers versus the Jets. I think the McDavid had a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Never really got over the hump. I think it's going to be Maple Leafs, Oilers fighting for the winner of the division. Yeah. Um, which in that case, <laughs> I might even take the Oilers in that matchup. But uh, I definitely think it's going to be Oilers over Jets. Jets are good. Yeah, but the Oilers solid. are on another level. Yeah, I mean McDavid had a crazy year, hundred goal season. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, this season's not over. I think he might get it. Let's look. Player stats: Connor McDavid, 100 points. Yeah, he has 100, one or two points. Yeah, just he, he's he's gonna get MVP. He's great. Then finally, the last division, uh, we got the Go- uh, Golden Knights. They didn't lock it up just yet. The Avalanche can take it from them still. Oh, wow. the boys. So the Avalanche have two games left, and the Knights have one game left. Does it say who they play or no? I can look it up. One second. Avalanche plays the Kings. Both games that could be easy wins for them, mm-hmm. and uh, the Knights are playing the Sharks, so that's probably going to win. So they can have the same record. I don't know what the tiebreaker would be. It'd probably be head to head. There was a um, regulation win, I think. Is what it is. Oh, okay. 
And that in that case, it will be most likely the Avalanche. All right, let's just imagine here that it is going to be the Knights number one mm-hmm. and Avalanche number two. So it'll be Knights versus Blues. But the Blues limped into the playoffs. They're going to get wrecked. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Knights. And then, like, dude, it's not even close, dude. <laughs> so the Blues made it with 59 points. The, net, the third uh, seed is the Wild. They have 75. The Wild and the who? The Wild. Between the Wild and the Blues, it's yeah. 75 points to 59. Jesus. That's how. Yeah. That's how bad the every the, team the, in that the division NFC, was. Besides, yeah, except yeah. for this top three. Instead of the one <laughs> team being good, mm-hmm. there's three really good teams because the top three teams are some of the best in the league. Gotcha. It's just a huge drop off after. So, so then the second would be Avalanche Wild, which obviously I'm going with the Avs because I've been preaching them all year. I'll go with the Wild just to have another difference. All right, now let's no say <laughs> let's say. That, and you know they gave them that standing out. I'll give I'll give that to. I'll give them a pick for that. Now say this the reverse though. Say the Avs beat the Knights out. It's Avs Blues will both take Avs. I'm assuming. Yeah, in Blues. that situation, yeah. And then Knights versus Wild. I'm gonna get Knights still. I'll stay Wild. Fuck it. Okay. It'll be easier. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So let's see what happens. I guarantee by the time you hear us next, the playoffs still might not have been started. <laughs> so enough. we'll see. All right, let's take it over to NFL. Um, so leading off the big headline of the week, Tebow's back. As a tight end for Jacksonville. Uh, they signed him, I think it's official now. I don't know. It's it's mm-hmm. confirmed. It's Schefter confirmed. It's, it's confirmed. No, the deal hasn't been released. It's, it's Schefter confirmed at the very least. Yeah. But pretty much right now the entire league is getting livid over the whole Kaepernick situation, which rightfully so. My opinion is they both suck anyways, but, you know, I get that mm. point. Mm. Um, I just wish somebody had signed Kaepernick at this point and play him in a game. And just to get... He just, and he stinks, and then they cut him, and then we're done with this shit. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, my thing with the whole Kaepernick thing is the reason... The big difference here is that Tebow's switching positions. It's not like I Tebow's being signed as, well. as a quarterback. Yeah. It's I not like Kaepernick's well. trying out for teams... Not being a quarterback, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's Tebow's switch positions. And first of all, I don't think Tebow's even going to make the regular season roster. I think he's going to cut yeah. after preseason and training camp. Maybe networking goes a long way. It <laughs> depends on how, what their what their depth for tight end is. Yeah, and the fact that like Tebow knew Urban Meyer because of college, that just kind of adds to it. But I mean, I would assume if the Nevada coach at the time the Kaepernick went there was a coach in the NFL, he'd probably get a shot too. I, I agree. Um, yeah, you know, it's all about who you know. And I agree with the Urban Meyer take. I think that's the reason he got the shot to be on the Yeah, nobody team. else would have like given him that opportunity. Yeah, and I can see if he doesn't do good, <coughs> he's probably not going to do good, and mm-hmm. he's going to get cut. So, I'm saying um, 90% chance he doesn't make the uh, yeah. regular season roster. Yeah, so like Devin Bush is like, can't wait to play him or something. Like, they can't wait to play Jacksonville or something like that. <laughs> that's great. He's, he's mad for cap or something. Um, but... Next up, though, the NFL is returning to London after after the whole COVID thing um, with two games this year instead of one. Uh, I don't know what order these are going to be in, but one of them is going to be the Jets versus the Falcons. So me and Shannon will mark our calendars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, are you pumped about it? Uh, Wake I, up 9.30 a.m. to watch it? Ugh. Yeah, those ones suck, dude. I don't know why they do these London games. Next up, though, is the Dolphins and the Jaguars. That one's interesting as fuck. 
I mean, that's Jaguars home stadium. And the <laughs> Dolphins are good now. Yeah. And the Jaguars are interesting now. Yeah. It could be. It could be an exciting game. Could be an exciting game. The other one will probably be trash, but... Um, and that one's going to be a blowout in favor of with, the Falcons. With that, they kind of also release the strength of schedules and the... Uh, um, what was that? The kickoff game? The kickoff game is going to be the Cowboys at Tampa Bay. So, decent no, game. No reaction. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I feel like the I feel like the Cowboys might win that one. Something uh, about it. Something about it. A Super Bowl hangover. Super Bowl hangover. Like not for the whole season. Just, just the first just, couple games. Just the first couple games. We'll be like, what's going on with the Bucks? They kept the everybody. Luke. Oh, so that way, whenever it's December and the Buccaneers are like a top seed, they'll be like. Remember when they started and they were 0-3? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Tom Brady's so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly what's going to happen then. Meanwhile, on the other uh, other end of the spectrum, it's going to be Cowboys fans. <laughs> it's our year! Dak's back! It's over! Yes, we're 6-9, and nine, but... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to win the NFC happen. Beast, and yeah. we're going to... Um, God, I'm not going to watch that game. But yeah, so the strength, of Steelers, uh, the strength of schedule is released. The Steelers have the toughest. Makes Number sense. one hardest schedule. Um, normally, I'd say I prefer that, but well, I <laughs> I do prefer it to the extent where last year we had such an easy schedule and people were calling us like bums for mm-hmm. it. I'm glad if we do go to make a playoff spot with the hardest strength of schedule, that just shows we're not fucking bums. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, and I'm hoping for the best, but I just think it's gonna be bad this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, the top five after the Steelers include the Ravens, Bears, Packers, and Vikings. Okay. The bottom, so the easiest schedules, uh, from last to, from lowest strength of schedule to uh, next highest, whatnot. Uh, the Eagles had the easiest schedule, then Dallas, then Atlanta, then Tampa Bay, then Miami, and Denver are tied at twenty seventh, and then Carolina. Which, besides the Bucks, mm-hmm. really, they're all kind of bottom teams. So, based off that... And Dolphins. Here's my thoughts, based off of that. Jalen Hurts, I'm targeting in fantasy. Yeah. Easy schedule. That's true. New weapons, a wide receiver. I'm liking it. I'm liking that. Also, um, Carolina, maybe Sam Darnold. Maybe flirt with that a little bit. If, if a lot of the quarterbacks you take <clears throat> and you need one, yeah, yeah. You might as well go for him for Not a bad, like, last-round pick if you yeah. get a quarterback, you know? Yeah. Um, also, for Miami, good for Tua. Having an easier schedule. Yeah. That'll help him out with his development. And then, of course, Tampa Bay is just go figure. lucky as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all we ha- I had for the strength of schedule. Um, during the rest of the week, though, the Lions waived their running back. Uh, Wait, real quick, did you see the the Steelers' first game? Their what? They announced our first game. Oh yeah, it's at Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I also saw somewhere that we might I just be... commented zero and one. <laughs> I also think I saw somewhere that we're playing the Bears Monday night week nine. That's not bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, Buffalo at Buffalo week one. Ugh. God damn. I think I think it was like, what's the best chance like, uh, who who or like what's who's the best person that can defeat the Steelers or something like that? Said, I said I just put the Steelers. Yeah, like, honestly, we just beat ourselves because we just have no line right now. Um, yeah, dude, fuck. So yeah, 
So we'll see how it plays out. Um, we'll probably have some stuff around training camp for NFL and things like that. But pretty much now is the dark days of NFL season where we're just waiting and waiting for the season to start. Free agency's over. Draft's over. Anyways, moving on. So the Lions waived their running back, on Johnson, and the Eagles signed him. So not a bad pickup for the Eagles. Um, they have pretty good depth of running back right now. I don't think there's a shot in hell that he surpasses Miles Sanders. But, I would say, but who's number two behind Miles Sanders? Uh, Clemens? Is it Boston Scott? Yeah, Boston Scott. Yeah, who didn't do bad last year when Sanders was hurt. Yeah, great so, fans pick up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, so based off the whole Aaron Rodgers stuff that was coming out last week, uh, Devontae Adams went onto a podcast or something and was interviewed about his future, and he said that his future will likely be based off Rodgers' decision to stay in Green Bay. So yeah, he's probably that. So Packers fans are worried even more now. Yeah. <laughs> Not only could you lose Aaron Rodgers, but you lose your number one receiver. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Wait. Uh, sorry about the yawn there. Um, which makes sense if you're Devontae Adams. You're not going to stick around. It's smart on if a rebuilding wanna, if wanna, team. If you want to be perceived as the best receiver, you got to have a good quarterback. Yeah, you can't. So you don't. You don't want to have like a slump year because you're dealing with like uh, Jordan, what's Love. Jordan Love. Yeah. So you go on and maybe he follows Rogers. That'd be wild. The or maybe game. he goes to like I don't know fucking Kansas City or some <laughs> bullshit. Stellars just, just to piss me off. Steelers would be sweet. I don't think that happens though. Because we'll be dealing with no quarterback too. Yeah, we don't we don't make moves in free agency. <laughs> but uh, next up, the Colts signed uh, left tackle Eric Fisher to a one year nine point four million dollar deal. Good move for them, getting some extra protection for Wentz. I think that's a great move. I think it's too. Yeah. Oh my god, we caught the eye too. Wow. All right, Chief. Um, the Colts have a good, decent line already, so that just helps mm-hmm. either if he's a starter, good adds to the strength of the line. If he's a backup, he'll be a hell of a backup. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hoping the Steelers went after him, even though he's hurt. Like, Why would they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like we need a line. Yeah, it's not like we need a line. We'll figure it out. Um, this is the crazy story of the week. So, Bears running back Tariq Cohen's twin brother Tyrell was found dead at a North Carolina electrical substation on Sunday. This past week. Do you know why? No idea why. I think the police are still investigating it. But I think it dropped. Like, somebody said T. Cohen, like, passed away. Uh, so, like, half of Twitter that didn't know what was going on and just read the heading was like, oh, prayers up to Bears Nation. Like, Tariq Cohen passed away. All that shit. But I didn't even know he had a twin brother. That's some wild shit, too. Dude, that's fucked. But, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. That's sad, man. That's sad. But uh, prayers up to Tariq Cohen and his family. Uh, next up, though, DK Metcalf posted a, a 10.37 second time in the 100-meter dash at the 2021 USATF Golden Games. Did you watch it? Like the yeah. Like the race itself, the highlight? Yeah, that's nuts. He got he, smoked by everybody I was going to say, that's an insanely good time. <laughs> it is, yeah. And he came last. Yeah, and he's like way bigger than everybody else running. Insane. Like, he did not have the body. He had like a hundred pounds on everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was like a foot taller than everybody. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> um no, but that's just insane. How shows how fast DK Metcalf is that he could mm-hmm. he was able to put that crazy amount of time up and still lose. It just shows you how insane Ronnie. He put up a valiant effort. Put up a valiant effort. I mean I'd like to see anyone else in the NFL break that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder then... how I wonder how Tyreek Hill would do. Oh god. I wonder how 
the fastest player in the NFL. Fucking uh, Danny Dimes would do that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, dude. I forgot he had the, the he fastest did. like time running that <laughs> one that he tripped on himself on. Whatever crackhead does sports science is like, oh yeah, Danny Dimes would be faster than Tyreek Hill in this play. Like, Danny right, Dimes, dude. Danny Dimes would have came second in that race. <laughs> he would have qualified for the Olympics, but he would have like fumbled the baton at the end of the race. Or something. Oh, he'd trip right in front of the finish line <laughs> yeah. and come in last. Oh man. But uh, then I had the former Patriots defense back, Jason McCourty, is signing with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, huge for the Dolphins. That is huge for the Dolphins. Uh, but they did lose this week their safety, Bobby McCain. So that's like a decent hit. Jason McCourty is a good fill-in for that. Hmm. Like, you know, help support the wound there. But I think overall this is a win for them. What's uh, going to happen Miami. to the other McCourty? McCourty. Uh, is he, he's not there, is he? No. I don't know. They usually go together, a package deal. I, I don't know what they're going to do. But um, then the last thing I had was, you remember Justin Lane, mm-hmm. the Steelers quarterback? Well, he reached a plea deal to resolve his charges from his traffic stop in Ohio last month where the authorities found the loaded gun in his car. He's back. <laughs> he's back. I've never seen him a day in my life, but he's back. Uh, look out. Look out. The Steelers got their four-string cornerback back. Watch out, Buffalo. One to know, baby. Let's go. <laughs> But all right, that was all I had for NFL. Anything last minute you want to toss in? No, sir. Oh, wait. Yes, sir. Yeah? Do you see the Vegas Raiders have a nightclub in the end zone? Really? Of Allegiant Stadium. So the one end zone, they showed that whenever fans are there, because they're talking about since there's never fans in there, mm-hmm. what the capacity is going to be, what the fans can experience. Then there is going to be a club in the one end zone where live DJ plays the entire game. You get bottle service. <laughs> you get everything. And they show pictures of it. It is wild. Let's just go to a Raiders game. Dude, it's funny. Part of my take was saying the same thing. It's like they usually go to one game a year. And it's like, oh, want to make a trip over to Vegas and get the bottle <laughs> service while we watch the Raiders? It'd be awesome. And they write it off as a work expense. <laughs> yeah. but, dude, it looks insane. Oh, let's, yeah, let's go to Vegas. Yeah, let's do it. But all right, let's take it over to NBA. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, and the NBA season is close to coming to a close here. That's my second take, full disclosure. <laughs> um, we got a lot of, uh, we got a decent bit of headlines here. Uh, the biggest headlines of the week, besides the D3, are going to be injuries. We're going to get to the injury section here. Massive injuries. Huge Huge, huge injury news. Uh, but before we get into all of this, I realized that I didn't have a trivia question written down this week. I've been asking you trivia questions every week for the last how many weeks? Thank God. But because I didn't have one down, I wrote an impromptu one. So we're going to start off with a trivia. So it is current NBA. It's a current NBA question. All right, all right. You will have... Since remember last time you got the you got a lot of the answers right, so you're supposed to get a hint. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you multiple choice. Okay. Um, and then whenever you guess one wrong, you have three strikes to get. I'm gonna give you five options here. Okay. All right. So I was watching the Heat game last night mm-hmm. against the Celtics, and a big deal. We won both those games, and a stat came on uh, the screen after Bam got a sweet block. Saying there's only two players in the NBA this season to have 300 assists and 60 blocks. Who is the second besides Bam Adebayo? Is it A, Ben Simmons, B, Giannis Antetokounmpo, C, Joker, D, 
LeBron James, or E, I guess. E is the next one, Joel Embiid. So Joker. Two, two players in the NBA this season have 300 assists and 60 blocks. Joker. You, they're going with Joker. Yeah. Strike one. Really? Fuck so, you. You put that in there. <laughs> so, Joker. we got either Ben Simmons, Giannis, Joel Embiid, or LeBron James. Three hundred says sixty blocks. Giannis, correct. You got it. Nice. That's an easy one. Is there any others? No, that's it. There's only two players. It's Bam and Giannis. Uh, okay, okay. I I just made it um, multiple choice because like, you because you got bonus points last week. Mm-hmm. So that was your this is your bonus points because I made it multiple choice. Okay. Uh, originally it was gonna be just guess. Yeah. But you put Joker in there knowing wholeheartedly I take him. I mean, you have to throw in a question that could be right, but it's not, you know? Like, you don't put on a test like, which is an animal? A, a dog, B, a stapler, C, a car. Like, you know, you have to throw in some ones that might be. All right. With that being said, let's get into some headlines. Good trivia question right there. You got your two for two in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's been good two weeks. Yeah. There are layups, but still. <laughs> all right. Um, first headline. Uh, well, first of all, we'll get into this one first. The 2020 Hall of Fame enshrinements will be this weekend. Mm-hmm. So the uh, inductees from last year will get in this weekend, um, obviously because they couldn't have one last year. And that uh, that Hall of Fame class is Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, just reminding everyone, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Eddie Sutton, Rudy Tomjanovic, uh, Tamika Catchings, Kim Mulkey, Barbara Stevens, and Patrick Bauman. Um, and the big headline coming from that, obviously, first of all, they're getting enshrined, but since Kobe passed away after he got into the Hall of Fame, I think Vanessa Bryant is going to be accepting the Hall of Fame honors on his behalf and speak whenever it's his turn. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty sad there. Um, so we'll see. I saw another headline. I didn't put it down, but MJ um, had – recently talked about his last text with Kobe. Super sad to why I include it, but basically saying, like, I like what you're doing with your coaching GG. Then he said something like, yeah, we're, we're winning by, like, 50 right now. And, and, like, he, and MJ's like, yeah, he's always been competitive. But that being said, another thing happening this weekend around the Hall of Fame is they will announce the 2021 class. So right now they have a list of finalists, which I will read real quick, and they will pick the Hall of Famers from these finalists this weekend. I think on Sunday they will announce it. Um, first one, Co- Coach Rick Ald- Aldman, um, Chris Bosch, Michael Cooper, Tim Hardaway, Marquise Johnson, Paul Pierce, Bill Russell as a coach. He already is in as a player, so Bill Russell as a coach. Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, or Jay Wright, Coach Jay Wright. Um, so one of these, three of these, I mean, probably more, there's obviously going to be, um, some women, I didn't list the women, I'm sorry, I'm not being sexist, I just don't know any of them, <laughs> mm. but usually there'll probably be a couple, let's see here, there'll probably be a couple coaches, a couple players in there, I'm assuming, Paul Pierce is in, I'm assuming, Chris, Chris Bosch, yeah, um, Tim Hardway probably will be in, mm-hmm. I can see Michael Cooper being in, yeah, um, I don't think Chris Webber or Ben Wallace or Jay Wright will get it this time, but we'll see. I'm rooting for Ben Wallace. I love Ben Wallace. Mm-hmm. He's the big fro. <laughs> I, was always, I was always a big Ben Wallace guy, but yeah, I definitely think uh, Bosch and Pierce are for sure. 
I'd, I'd rather not see Paul Pierce get it. He's gonna. He, he's going to. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Just, he comes up on stage, like, the um, commencement speech with a bunch of strippers. <laughs> oh, dude, that makes me like him even more when he does that. <laughs> what, if, what if they let him in the Hall of Fame for being a Hall of Fame clown? Yeah. <laughs> A big old clown. His bust is just like his face from that Instagram live. <laughs> That'd be great with the blunt in his mouth. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, so Hall of Fame, big weekend for the Hall of Fame. Um, besides that, I only have two other headlines before we get into the big injuries and stuff. So there are two coaches right now. Like I said, the season's almost over. There are two coaches on the hot seat that basically their team basically came out and said, hey, if you don't make a deep playoff run or like an insane run here, you're fired. Spolstra. No. <laughs> no way. You kidding me? Tom Thibodeau. No way. All right. So the first one is Mike uh, the Mike Budenholzer from Milwaukee. Wow. They said if you don't make a deep playoff run, you're most likely going to get fired. Um, he just won Coach of the Year a couple years ago. That makes sense, though. But, yeah, I would say it makes sense because they couldn't get over the humps yeah. of the playoffs. And if that happens again, then they mm-hmm. have to start thinking about what's wrong here. And the Nuggets. Is the other one right? No. Really? Terry Stotts from the Portland Trailblazers. And now, he's more of a for sure thing being fired. Yeah. Because they basically told him, unless some crazy shit happens, mm-hmm. like you somehow make the finals, then you're getting fired. Mike Budenholzer, if they make takes him to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose, loses, they might still keep his job. Mm-hmm. But Stotts, they have to go to the finals or he's done. I don't know. I think, I think Budenholzer has to go to the finals. I think so too, but the basically the wording for the two, they're both back to back like press releases, like headlines released. Mm-hmm. Terry Stott's exact wording was like a remarkable run. Yeah, and for Budenholzer, it was worded deep run. Well, let me add to that too. For Budenholzer, if he goes to the finals and it's not against an LA team, he has to win. <laughs> he has to win. Yeah, if it's like it's the Suns or the Jazz, he has yeah, to he has to win 100. Yeah. percent But if it's against the Lakers or the Clippers, he'll he can lose. Yeah, they'll let him go. Yeah. But if it's in Portland, well, these both these coaches are like, we're not getting <laughs> fired, dude. And it's Portland versus Milwaukee, and it's like comes down to Game Seven of buzzer beater. Milwaukee would cook them in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they should on paper they should. Portland doesn't have that kind of height, and they always have injury problems. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and the last headline, the big headline of the week, everyone's talking about it. We talked about it last week before it happened, so that's not deep three because of it. But Russell Westbrook finally beat Oscar Robertson's triple double record. He is at 182. Um, Robertson was at 181. We talked about the whole debate where he's at all the time, all that shit. So we're not going to do it this week. We're just going to say congratulations to Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, a one funny thing is. Whenever he got it, I think ESPN tweeted out a montage of people like LeBron and MJ and all these people saying Oscar Robertson's record is untouchable. <laughs> like all the, it basically a super cut of every single person in the NBA around the NBA saying how Oscar Robinson's record, no one's ever going to break it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those records that no one's ever going to touch. I think Magic was in there. Uh, but Russ did, one of the most athletic players in NBA history. Um, it was kind of uneventful though, because his last, the one that get him it, yeah, was literally a rebound where like I think Bertans went up for it, then he realized like, oh shit, Russ is right here, and he backed away, and Russ <laughs> got the rebound. So it's pretty cool, good for Russ. I'm I'm happy. Thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it's it's justified completely, absolutely. You know, there's nothing more to it. The guy's a baller. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we're actually watching the Wizards. 
Hawks game right now. We'll get into the playoff picture and breakdown in a little bit here. But we're both hardcore rooting for the Wizards because we want a Knicks Heat first round matchup. I, mean, I guess. I guess. Well, yeah. I do. And the Hawks. And the Hawks is the only. One. I mean, would you rather play the Heat or the Bucks? I'd rather play the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. It's mm. going to be Knicks Heat, we'll and see. we're going to hate each other for a little bit. All right, four injuries, players of the week. Once again, I'm burying the injuries because there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, from the West, Bojan Bogdanovic from the Jazz. He's went, he had 29.3 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. And the Jazz went 4-0. and um, Huge week for him. Mm-hmm. Huge week for the Jazz. Obviously, we'll get into the injuries, but Devin uh, Donovan Mitchell has not been playing. So seeing guys like Bogdanovic stepping up and putting up big numbers is huge for the Jazz. Um, then from the East, Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he got player of the week. He had 22.3 points per game, 17.3 rebounds per game, 18.3 assists per game, and the Wizards went 3-1. and one. Jesus. Yeah, dude, those numbers are insane. Um, all right, big headlines here, the injuries. Right off the bat, let's get the, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. The Celtics lost Jalen Brown for the rest of the season. He yeah, tore a ligament in his wrist, and he is out. Big hit for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Huge hit for the Celtics, actually. They might be in the playing game situation, which we're, since we're, we're, we're talking about them right now, me and Meter had a couple a couple ideas bouncing around here. Mm-hmm. We basically said, he basically said, that if the Celtics are in the playing games, he he would rather see the Celtics win a playing game than lose first round to like the Sixers or the Nets. Rather lose to like a bum team like the Hornets or something like that mm-hmm. in the playing games. And I agree with that. I'd rather win the playing even if the Celtics base of their season's lost right now. Yeah. He said he'd rather win a playing game and lose first round than lose a playing game. I mean, either way, it's like understandable. Yeah. And like, I mean, you're gonna play the Wizards probably at some point in that tournament. Yeah. And you're probably unless you win lose. unless you win, you're in seven or eight you win. Yeah, but game. I don't think they can beat the Wizards at this point. Yeah, well, right now the eight seed is the Hornets, so they'd probably play the Hornets. But then if they won that, I guess the Hornets, they have to play against no, them. If they won the first game with the Hornets, they're 7 8, then they're in. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, I got you. If they lose, they'll have to play like the Wizards, mm-hmm. most likely. Um, another take I heard was from Hank on part of my take, basically saying this injury sucks, but it's kind of good because they can use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like they probably weren't going to make a deep player on, playoff nah. run anyways, but now at least they can say, "Well, <coughs> we didn't have one of our two all stars." Yeah, which that's, I, I, that's kind of a good. That's kind of a good point. Mm-hmm. You can say, "Hey, we didn't have one of our two all stars. That's why we didn't make a deep playoff run next year. Look out for us." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that. All right, um, uh, two headlines from tonight. This is Wednesday night when we're recording. Uh, LeBron's going to play tonight against the Rockets. Makes sense. Um, he a couple came, of warm-up games for the playoffs. Yeah, because he, he came back, got hurt again, and mm-hmm. he's been out a couple games. So now he's will play against the Rockets tonight, and James Harden will also make a return after 20 or so games against the Spurs tonight. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so Harden and LeBron both coming back. Bad news again for the Nets, but not really. Kyrie Irving is most likely going to be out for re- the rest of the regular season, which is only three games. Mm-hmm. He got an elbow to the face. They already came back saying there's no concussion and there's no broken bones in his face. Mm-hmm. It's just a facial contusion. Um, they will most likely hold him out because there's only three games left. Yeah. And he'll be fine. And, I mean, we're going to talk about, once again, Tom Blood playoff talker right now. Mm-hmm. They There will be like a week off 
before the playoffs because of the playing tournament. So a lot of these guys with these injuries that we're talking right now, except mm-hmm. for like the ones out for the season, they have time to heal up. Yeah. Like yeah. LeBron, like Harden, like Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Like our next one, uh, Donovan Mitchell, they, he's been out since April 16th, and they basically said they might just hold him out until playoffs. Playoffs start. Because he has basically sprained his ankle pretty bad. Not bad enough to be out for like mm-hmm. a long, long time. And they locked, but the, it's been a month. They locked the. Did they lock the one seed? Um, I don't know. I'll look at when I'm reading the standings. I think the Suns beat them, didn't they? I think the Jazz are still number one right now. Okay. Okay. So we'll see. Um, Kelly Oubre will miss a week or two with a wrist injury. This headline came a week ago, so he probably only has one more week left. So he most likely will be out to the rest of the regular season, but be fine for the playing games because the Warriors are going to get the playing games. Gotcha, okay. So Kelly Oubre will be back for that. Um, Zion is likely out for the rest of the regular season. The Pelicans are officially eliminated, and he fractured his finger, so there's no point in him playing. Mm-hmm. And then the last one that happened right before we, I left, very sad, Victor Oladipo officially shut down, getting surgery on his quad. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing that could happen to you guys. I mean, we, I already anticipate him not playing again. Mm-hmm. Sucks for him as a player because yeah, the quad the- injury that he had, which, which is what held him out all that extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting surgery on it again. And it's like all he's ever wanted to do is play for Miami. And now he finally gets shot. He played three <laughs> games and got hurt again. <laughs> Dude, so, sucks. yeah, it sucks for him. All right, deep three. And then we'll get into the playoff standings and playoff picture and see what's going on with that. Um, we got Draymond Green, Beal versus B- uh, Bays- Bazemore, Kent Bazemore, yeah. or Luka. Uh, you get Draymond Green out of the way. All right, so people are comparing this current Warriors team to the 06-07 We Believe Warriors team that made an improbable playoff run, but Draymond rejects that notion. Quote, the We Believe days are over. I've won three championships. I'm not a part of no We Believe team. And like I said, no disrespect to the OGs that came before me. I love those guys, and what they started here is incredible. But no, we're not a We Believe 2.0. We've got fucking Stephen Curry on our team, end quote. Uh, what are the chances, my question to you, what are the chances that this Warriors team makes a deep playoff run? I mean, it could get interesting. Oh, it depends on. My I don't think it's, I don't think the door is like shut by any means. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's wide open. I think it's interesting considering that the Jazz are the number one seed, and if the Warriors won, wouldn't they be playing the Jazz? Um, well, it all depends. All right, how it shakes down. Yes. I mean, we'll get I'm, I'm not pulling it up right now. So right now, the Warriors are in an eight seed. Yeah. So if it ends like that, they'd be playing the Lakers in the playing game. The winner of that gets a seven seed. Mm-hmm. The loser of that gets the winner of the Grizzlies Spurs for the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. If the Jazz hold on to the first seed, which they are, they will most likely play the Sun second, first round, if they beat the Lakers in the playing game and get the seventh. Either way, they're playing the Suns or the Jazz. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a series, you can win those. You can squeak out a win in an yeah. upset sort of fashion. Do I think they will? No. But I think it's, an, I think it's manageable. I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. They're new teams to, like, you know, that kind of expectation. I think you can get interesting. I think that the way Steph's been playing, mm-hmm. which is we'll get into another deep three of how he's been playing, I think that gives them a way better chance than – I mean, they, they, they're still missing Clay. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Clay, if Clay was here, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. They'd be like a three seed. Yeah, they'd be way up there. They wouldn't be in a playing game 
option. Mm -hmm. But since they don't, it does make it hard for me to think that they're going to make like a deep run. Maybe just, an upset first round, mm -hmm. but if, when they play like a better team, they're going to be. But that momentum, and Draymond Green's a cocky son of a bitch. Yeah. I just, I, I, I mean, I hope the Warriors lose like the first game and it's over. Well, they lose the first game, they get the play. Okay, well, I hope they lose the first two games. Yeah, they, they lose the playing tournament. Yeah, I hope they lose the playing tournament because then it's like, okay, Joker got the MVP in the bag. Yeah. The Warriors, in my mind, are very similar to where we're looking at the Wizards in the East. Mm -hmm. They're a team that you don't want to play in the playing tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I and I think the Warriors could maybe, if the car, if, if everything fell, their path is clear, mm -hmm. they maybe would make a deep run, but they're not winning anything. All right. Beal versus Baysmore or Luca? Uh, Beal versus Baysmore. Okay, I think it's Baysmore. I don't never. Can't fucking Baysmore. Yeah. yeah, I fucking hate that guy. Which you might hate him too after this. So the scoring title race for the, whoever has the most points per game, like the scoring title each season, mm -hmm. is very close right now. Um, it's between Brad Beal and Steph Curry. Okay. Um, Beal, however, sprained his hamstring and is sitting out two games, including the one playing tonight. So that kind of blocked it up for Steph. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, he basically got uh, blocked up for Steph. Steph is averaging 31.9 points, and Beal's averaging 31.4 points. And uh, basically, this all starts after Steph Curry's 49 point game on Monday. Baysmore teased that his teammates has the title locked up, saying, quote, 49 points in 29 minutes. That's unreal. We got guys hurting hamstrings to keep up. So basically, stirring shade that Brad Beal got uh, hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, Beal didn't like this comment. Joking uh, joking about an injury is not cool, according to him. And he tweeted out, I'm pulling up the screenshot. This is a long Wait, one. Baysmore plays for the Warriors, right? Yeah. Okay. So Baysmore made fun, basically, that Brad Beal got hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so Brad Beal tweeted at him saying, you don't know me. Or shit about me, bruh. You don't know why I got out there and play it and damn sure ain't for another man's approval. You are straight lame, but it don't surprise me coming from you. That's what that's what your type do. It's funny so you say that because your man's admittedly checked my numbers before the game, but I'm chasing. Shut your ass up. Then <laughs> Baysmore Baysmore replied to Beal's comments on Twitter saying, I guess you can't joke you can't joke anymore. I feel like I'm a pretty lighthearted guy. My loyalty is to Steph Curry. It kind of got out of hand. I didn't check my phone all day until after the game, he added. It kind of blowing up right now, but I don't get involved in that crap. So my question is do you think it's fucked up of Kent to joke about Beal's injury, or do you think Beal's is kind of taking it too soft? Uh, I think Beal's kind of thinking it's too soft, but I don't think it's a good move by Bazemore at the same time. I mean, he's not wrong. Bazemore's not wrong that the injury essentially guaranteed. Yeah, but the way he worded it was... Yeah, it's a poor way to word it. Beal's out here hurting himself trying to keep up with Steph. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a poor way to word it, but I think it was a little bit soft to Beal. Yeah. He's probably salty about it, which rightfully so, but I don't know. So I don't like Baysmore. I am mean because of a two K my career thing. <laughs> he was one of those cutscenes like bro, go give me the ball more type players. Uh, the one one season, yeah. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And so ever since, anytime I play against Baysmore in like a 
uh, game. I just go yeah. off on him. Yeah. And uh, I, so I don't like him in general. But I also think it's kind of fucked up to joke about a guy who's playing insanely well in Brad Beal mm-hmm. that you joke that he's hurting himself. Like, making a joke. He's basically saying, I guess we can't joke anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just a fuck. You can't joke like that. Nah, not in today's world. I mean, yeah. I mean, I might be being soft by saying, oh, you can't joke about injuries, blah, blah, blah. Even though I probably make jokes about people's injuries all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I think it's, for me, it's more of a, I like Brad Beal and I hate Bays more, so I'm yeah, not in that camp. Right. All right, last one. Kind of funny, kind of not. We'll see. Um, so, the other night, Luca got tossed from the game after receiving a flagrant two foul for punching the dick of Colin Sexton. Luca, Luca claims that it wasn't on purpose. Quote, after I saw the video, I knew I hit him, but it wasn't nothing on purpose. I think that kind of stuff happens in a lot of games. Uh, Sexton agrees with Luca, saying it wasn't intentional. Quote, it was a, it was a box out play. Usually whenever someone is hand checking, they you get punched down or swing down. It just so happened to hit my groin, but it's all good. Um, first of all, real quick side note. It's so funny whenever the ref was doing the flagrant two foul because he mm-hmm. basically said flagrant two foul for hitting another player's groin. It was very funny. Um, this is Lucas' second ejection this year and 15th technical. One more technical, then he gets a one-game suspension, Luca. Um, oh, no. If you were the Mavs, how concerned would you be with Lucas' behavior this year? Just basically implying that if he gets one more technical for either mouthing off the ref like he has been in the past or that, he could get suspended one game in the playoffs. Um, would you be uh, – what's your level of concern if you're the Mavericks? I mean, were the Mavs going to do much? Well, no. I mean, they're they're not in a playing tournament game right now. They're locked in. Yeah, I mean – And whether or not they're going to do anything or not, you if you don't have Luka for a game, that's an automatic loss. Like, right, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I think there is a level of concern, but it's not like he's the fault. Like, I wouldn't be mad if he got eliminated, like, suspended for a game. You know? I think... I wouldn't be mad at Luka. It's more like these refs are soft this year. Yeah. And, like, anything you do, they just throw the the flagrant or the tech. You know? Yeah. He's just got to be more reserved in his play style. And he definitely can't be, like, mouthing off the refs and shit. Yeah. Like, if he... If, it depends on the severity of his next ejection, if it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's, like, mouthing off to the ref or, like, getting in their face, then, yeah, you gotta be mad at Luca as a owner of the Mavs standpoint. Yeah. But um, if it's just something like this, then I'm not mad at the guy. So, I agree with you where the refs are being super soft this year. I'm, uh, we talked about it before. Like, people are getting tossed left and right for fucking stupid shit. Mm-hmm. However, if I am the Mavericks, I would be mad at Luca for getting suspended for a game because he can't keep his behavior under wraps. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a superstar player. He's the future of that franchise. If he goes out and gets one more technical, which is kind of hard to do, unless, like, yeah, he gets a technical for, like, calling a timeout when they're out of timeout. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. <clears throat> Most of the time, technicals are for your behavior on the court. And if you can't just keep it together from this point on, there's like like you said, there might not even be. He might just be. They might be a first round bounce. They probably will be a first round bounce. But if you can't control yourself enough that like you can't like play like six more games without getting a single technical, mm-hmm. that's that's raises my level of concern. Yeah, because like not saying he's like a bad locker room cancer or anything like that. But if he can't keep his his cool. And he can't keep his like discipline under control. Then that's that is something to be worried about going forward. Yeah. I think he needs to grow up, and I think he needs to. I hear that, but he's never really done this before, has yeah. he? Like previous seasons? No, this season's been a lot more than he has in the past. 
I would say, see, here's the thing. Like, you don't want to piss off your golden child, you know? Yeah. Because, like, the way this NBA is working, dude, he'll be like, all right, peace. That's true. You know what I mean? So I feel like you got to play it very delicately mm-hmm. from an owner standpoint. Yeah. Because if you, like, say something to, like, piss him off, especially he's all pissed off, like, the refs and all this bullshit, like, he'll just fucking up and leave. I can and then, then you're just rebuilding. Mm-hmm. You got to shot Porzingis at that point. Yeah, which they might do anyways. Because mm-hmm. Luke and KP apparently don't really like each other. Oh, uh, wow. Like, they apparently don't talk. Like, in practice. Too many Euros. Yeah, yeah. They're the Euro. They think they're both the Euro. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move shift over to the playoff picture as of right now. We've got a lot of teams clinched so far, a couple teams eliminated. So we will look at that real quick. Um, we'll start in the East. As of right now, the Sixers are still on top. They have... Played of this matter 69 games. Most these, mo- almost everyone had played 69 games, which means there's only three games remaining from for re- all the teams left. Okay. Um, the Sixers have a two game lead on the net, so it looks like they'll be the number one seed. And the Nets will be number two. The Bucks can technically catch the Nets and get the number two seed. <laughs> uh, they're only a game back, but yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. The Hawks have not clinched yet. They we were talking about before. I'd love the Nets. Sorry, I'd just love the Nets to keep going down to three, and then they play what? The Hawks. Yeah, which we're we're heat. We'll get right right now. So the Hawks have three games left after tonight. They are down one point in this game. Um, so if they lose this game, then they'll have the Magic and Rockets left, which seems like two dubs, and they'll drop down to the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they get those two dubs, they need the Heat and the Knicks to each lose. They're up one now. Oh, they're up one. Okay, nice. So we're going to have to see a buzzer beater, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat have clinched regardless, so the Heat clinched um, at least a six seed. It's not for sure what place they're in or anything like that, but they have the tiebreaker over the Celtics. It is 1-2-0 on them. All right. Ooh. 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 Oh. That's tough. That's a game. Yeah. All right. That's game. Hawks won. So the Hawks will most likely be the four seed. The Knicks Heat are basically going to be fighting for the fifth fifth seed or sixth seed. The Knicks got the Spurs. They got the Hornets. And they got the Celtics. The Heat have the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Pistons. Um, it's going to be tough for both teams. If the Heat can get two wins there, they'll probably lock up the five seed. Mm-hmm. Probably one more win because the Pistons last week is going to be last game is going to be pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we're gonna that's still moving around. So we'll see there. Then as of right now, the playing tournament looks like the Celtics and the Hornets. Then just out, which would be the last two spots, are going to be the Pacers and the Wizards. The Bulls aren't officially eliminated yet, but they will be probably soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the official eliminated is the Pistons, Cavs, Magic, and Raptors. Okay. Um, the Raptors got bounced with a win the other night against with the Wizards winning the other night. Then on the other side of things, the Jazz are still number one. They have a two-game lead on the Suns, so that's most likely locked up. Suns number two, Clippers number three. Clippers are two games behind the Suns. That's pretty much locked up. The Nuggets can still maybe jump the Clippers to be the three seed, but right now the Clippers are Nuggets are four. The uh, Trailblazers are five. They're tied with the Mavericks, who are six. They have the tiebreakers, so those two can be jumping around. So we can maybe see the Clippers and Nuggets versus the Blazers or the Mavericks. Then in the playing games, where it's very interesting on the West, you got the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Spurs. So if everything shakes out the same for the rest of the season, you're going to have the Lakers-Warriors playing game, which is probably 
the best uh, best case scenario for the league with the playing game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have yeah. the first match of that. Um, yeah, so if those two shake out that way, the Lakers be seven, Warriors be eight, assuming they both win. And then, yeah, we'll have Warriors Jazz, Suns Lakers, Mavs Clippers, Nuggets Blazers. Wow. That's a, it's shaking out. Shaking Next out. week, I'll probably have a full breakdown, breakdown of what the league is in, uh, the whole playoffs are going to look like. So we'll right. look forward to that. Sounds good. And next week, I'm going to look at my preseason. And reflect. Yeah, my preseason predictions and see what I got right and what I got wrong. So those episodes are always <clears throat> great because yeah. I'm usually wrong. Yeah, there's a couple that you're right on, I feel, but like mm-hmm. there's there's always that one like wild card. There's that like that just like blew you out of the water. I think last year And the year, Knicks are gonna be that one. Yeah. Now, last year I was like there's I was like, there's no way in hell they make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. they didn't make the playoffs yeah. the fuck. So we'll see. All right. Well let's take over to pop culture. Wait. Tyler Hero's haircut, dude. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But... Looks like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. Dude, that's <laughs> That it just it was a bad shot. It was a bad it was a bad visual. <laughs> He's gotta get a haircut before the playoffs start, dude. Oh absolutely. He'll come in, he'll come in looking fresh, dude. Tyler Buckets. But... Oh man. Alright, All right, yeah. Pop culture. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? Alright, and let's get into some pop culture. We're gonna lead off. We'll start off with the trailers. So some new trailers dropped this past week. Uh, first one was Quiet Place 2, literally dropped the day we record, or we dropped the podcast. Um, pretty good. I mean, not not, not much new footage here. Could be really. a good movie, I think. Just, I mean, I've heard from an early screener last year on Barstool that it's amazing, so. Nice. I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, nothing really new there. All, all, all in all, looks like it's going to be a great movie. Uh, the big one, though, Venom 2 dropped their trailer. Uh, we got some footage of Carnage. He looks sweet. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Yen's back. Nice. Store clerk. I like that. Nice. Um, you also see images of Shriek, who's another comic book character. Mm-hmm. And I think they hinted at Toxin. I don't know. I don't know He's like another simulator. But um, shit looks good. I think Woody Harrelson's casting, it's looking good so far. Um, I'm liking this movie. I'm liking this movie a lot. Yeah, watching this trailer, maybe you want to watch the first one because I haven't seen it yet. First one's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we'll stay tuned on that. Um, moving away from the trailers, though. So, Knives Out 2. Uh, they're kind of adding to their cast list right now. Already they have Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson. Uh, Ryan Johnson directing, obviously. And then they added Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, and Janelle Monet to the cast. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I like sweet. Norton. I like adding Norton. Yeah, I, lo- I like the Batista ad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty cool ads for them. And Janelle Monet is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, and then also Dave Batista is going to be done with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, after Volume Three, so he doesn't have any like contracts set up afterwards. Yeah. So essentially, they just kind of confirmed that Jax will die. Yeah, I can see Jax dying. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Sucks, but it's like, yeah, it's... I, I'm just curious what they're going to do mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. like... It's going to be sad, man. I know. He's going to definitely, like, go out saying some ridiculous quote yeah. that everyone's going to use for, like, no, a definitely. year. Definitely. You know? <laughs> Where you're just going to laugh, like, almost, but shed a tear at the same time. Yeah, it's going mean... to be goddamn beautiful. Uh, I mean, Drax isn't, like you need him type character. No. Yeah. So I'm cool with it. But I think they're going to kind of reboot the Guardians after this movie. 
Yeah, I mean, they're kind of a way. I think they're going to keep, like, I would imagine Groot. Rocket. Yeah. You could probably replace Groot, though. They, they won't. You can, it's in, so easy. Yeah, but, but you can insert, like, a random thing, and it blows up like Groot did. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, but the reason I think Groot and Rocket are safe is because... They're animated. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so it's, you can literally, you say Vin Diesel who want to do it. Okay, mm-hmm. who else is a deep voice and you go, I'm Groot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then moving over to DC. Uh, so Zack Snyder said he, that he considered Man of Steel 2, uh, his version of it, to feature Brainiac as the main villain and to have the Kryptonians from the Phantom Zone return as well. Uh, I don't know what that means. Any of Brainiac is a... Uh, He's a main super, big Superman villain. Okay. Um, I think he's essentially like a more cynical version of like the Collector, where he actually goes to the planet, searches for like these powerful beings and shit, and then just blows up the planet. No, that's, that's pretty I sweet. think there's comic versions where he destroyed Krypton. Okay, that'd, that'd be sweet if mm-hmm. they did that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> while that was being discussed, um, they asked him about the restored Snyderverse talks again. And Zach said that Warner Brothers is aggressively anti-Snyder. <laughs> They're anti-Semitic. That was the quote. That was the quote. Was they want the Jewish anti- guy running shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they just don't like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> my movie just blew theirs out of the water. Yeah, I mean, um, I thought. I mean, no offense to uh, Warner Brothers, but they're dumb. They they <clears throat> they don't know how to do DC. Yeah, they're fucking up everything. But uh, and then also. Um, Seth Rogen will apparently not work with James Franco any longer amid his abuse allegations. So this one actress that worked with uh, Franco and Rogen, I think it was on the interview. I could be wrong on that, though. But Charlene Yee, she was the one that essentially started all this uh, Franco abuse allegations, mm-hmm. like stating like her experiences on set for that movie and whatnot, and that Seth Rogen kind of just like swept it. Not like, I mean, just didn't do anything. You know, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say swept it under the rug, but just kind of, like, knew it was happening and didn't do anything about it. Um, she was in the Disaster Artist. She was in Maybe it was Disaster Artist then. I recognize now I'm looking at her. Mm-hmm. So she, so she was, like, helming all of this. And then once it came out that Seth Rogen wasn't going to work with James Franco anymore, she posted on Instagram a checklist for Rogen to adhere to. And essentially it was, like, uh, he needs to make a public apology he needs to, um, like, financially support, like, so many organizations uh, for abuse and shit like that. And then um, he needs to fire everybody that doesn't agree with those or support those on his staff and then hire people that do. So, big list of demands for him. Um, I, I think I think what he did is fine, considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe come out with an apology. But, like, you can't tell the guy to, like, fire staff and shit like that. Like, if anything does happen in the future, then, yes, you have to get rid of them. But, I don't know. Yeah, so this is a touchy subject because we're talking about abuse here. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also think, like, Seth Rogen didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Too. So, like, I know he, he, she claims he's an enabler, but there's no way to prove that. that he's like, How do you prove that he was yeah. enabling someone to mm-hmm. abuse people? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's once again, talk to each other because of abuse, but it's weird <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that she's doing all this. Yeah, it's like, she she's not doing much with, like, Franco. You know, she's not, like, listening to demands for Franco, because Franco hasn't come out and said, like, 
I'm sorry or shit like that. You know. So why are you making? Why are you, why are you down, forcing? Why are you coming down Seth Rogen? Why are you going after him when you got the guy here? You know, the guy who actually did it. Yeah. Still didn't do you got, anything. You got the villain. Why are you going after his like number two guy? You yeah. Know, like, why are you going after your, his friend who didn't do it? <laughs> in your hypothetical world, if you know whether or not it's true, I guess it's not proven yet. I don't know. But that's just my thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. But it also kind of follows suit into the HFPA boycotts. Mm-hmm. So um, the Hollywood Film Production Producers Association, something like that, um, they're boycotting the Golden Globes for 2022. Mm-hmm. So that that's already canceled. And essentially, the whole premise is that the uh, HFPA does not include diversity to the point that they'd like. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of actors and studios are boycotting it. My thought, though, I feel like they've been do—they've been doing pretty well with it. I mean, I mean, ever since that Oscars too too white or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think they've really like included more. Yeah, people. tons of movies that I've never fucking heard of, but everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's so good!" Like you know. Yeah. I don't know, but eh, whatever. We'll have to see how that one shakes out. Last one I had though, this one I'm most excited about. They confirm there's a new Dragon Ball Super movie in development. <laughs> I know this isn't your cup of tea, yeah. but the last one was fucking awesome, and it was designed by the guy that like created the original Dragon Ball stuff, and it blew all the previous movies out of the water, and they're doing the same style for this movie. And the guy who helmed like all of this before, Kira Toriyama, came out, and he said, um, an all-new movie starring Dragon Ball Super... Since Dragon Ball Super Broly is currently in the making, just like the previous movie, I'm heavily leading a story and dialogue production for another amazing film. Really shouldn't talk too much about the plot yet, but just be prepared for some extreme entertaining bouts, which may feature an unexpected character. We'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of visual aesthetics and to give the audience an amazing ride, so I have everyone will look forward to the new movie. So my thoughts on this is I'm pumped, and I think this will probably be coming out in like 2023. Yeah. It takes forever to animate these fuckers. Yeah. But I'm excited for the story and figuring out what it's going to be. I'm pumped. Nice. I'm pumped for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was all I have for movies. Anything you want to toss in? No. Not for movies. All right. Let's take it over to TV then. Uh, first up, so I didn't get a chance to watch it yet because I've been heavily sucked into Naruto shipping in now. Um, but The Bad Batch yes. premiered the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. And you got a chance to watch it. I didn't, so you're just gonna go ahead and have to give your reaction. Because All right, I'm not gonna spoil too much. I'm gonna spoil the first five minutes of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. If that's all right, you told me before, right away. Yeah. Um, so I uh, first of all review. I like it a lot so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the first episode's an hour and a half. Really? It's like a movie. Wow. And then the second episode's like thirty minutes. Like they're gonna be like thirty minutes. Okay. Things. Wow. Okay, yeah, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, and I'm the, kind of glad you said that because I would not have anticipated that. I would have prepped for like a half an hour show. Yeah, and been like, dude, what's going on? So right off the beginning, you got <laughs> the voiceover from whenever from Clone Wars, it's like <clears throat> battle and whatever. Like that voiceover's back just for the first episode. Okay, and it has the Clone Wars. It starts with the Clone Wars logo, like the show logo. Yeah, and it burning up and it's revealing Bad Batch, which is sick. That is sweet. Yeah, like and then. Right away, once again, this is spoiling the first five minutes. You're in a battle. There's a Jedi Master, and basically it says, and the Padawan is looking for reinforcements. 
and all you hear is Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice, and it turns out to be Caleb Dune, which is Kane Jarvis from Rebels, mm-hmm. as a pad one. And they he mentioned in Rebels a little bit how he survived, how he survived Order sixty six, saying, "I saw my master die." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You get to see that in the beginning of the the very beginning of this that first is a episode. Great idea to open this. Show. Yeah, right to from the beginning. You're, they're battling on this thing. They need reinforcements. Mm-hmm. He goes gets reinforcements. They're like, "Where's the reinforcements?" Next, you know, there's a bunch of boulders flying up and. These droid tanks are just getting blown up, and it's the Bad Batch. And like, you only brought five guys, and Caleb Dune's like, well, that's all we need. And then Order 66 happens, his master dies, Caleb gets away, and that's all you see from him. Um, obviously, the Bad Batch is like, what the fuck? What's going mm-hmm. on? Because they're defective, so they don't, they don't get Order 66, mm-hmm. except for one of them, but that's a little spoiler. That's what I predicted, too. Mm-hmm. I thought one of them would get that. Yeah, which... Because that would be the way to establish that they know about it in the university to talk about yeah. the show. So that's where I'm going to end with spoilers. One knows, I'm not saying who, and they slowly learn in the hour and a half what the fuck is going on. Um, they go back to Camino because all the droids get, re- all the clones get recalled to Camino, and Tarkin's sitting there basically saying like, uh, "All right, what's the point of having clones anymore? Like, we can't really afford it anymore. Mm-hmm. So prove me why we need it." And they obviously throw the Bad Batch out to show, "Hey, these are what clones can do." Um, then you also meet there okay. the another another main character. She's a little girl clone, so she's a clone, mm-hmm. but she's a clone of a girl, not a boy. Okay, and she has something weird with her. That like she like why is there a girl a clone girl why is she like she's basically a medical assistant her name's Omega mm-hmm. and there's gonna be <clears throat> I this is all speculation not spoiling because this hasn't happened yet but there's something weird with her mm-hmm. and lot, lot, they're kind of hinting that she's one of those so Bad Batch is like was a defective clone force yeah yeah by purpose like they did it on purpose so they can ha- have certain abilities heightened in each one mm-hmm. um, and it seems like there's something off with this girl like that and they don't know why. Some theories are pointing out that maybe she's an early try at cloning Snoke and shit, where she's force sensitive. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that's a speculation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the second episode is very much like the Clone Wars. Like you it. meet another, you meet a character we met in Clone Wars. I'm not gonna say who. Mm-hmm. And the whole episode's like a one-off serial, them going to help these people. Okay, so based off your reaction, my my likes and dislikes. Well, mainly likes. Um. Love the opening there. Yeah. Great love, way to open love, it. It's a great way to open it because it also directly connects Clone Wars to Rebels. Yeah. Aside from the greater universe that yeah. we already know and love. It's still in the Clone Wars era, mm-hmm. but it throws a Rebels connection in there. Exactly. And I love that. Um, and then I have a question though. Yeah. Do we see Palpatine? Yeah. You actually get a scene... That's straight out of Revenge of the Sith when he's in front of the Senate doing the nice, nice uh, okay. new Galactic Empire, but from on a basically a jumbotron being projected to Camino for all the clones. That's sweet. And they're okay. like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Okay. Yeah, so it's the exact word for word, and okay. it's uh, Ian McDermott, the voicing it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I need to check this out. Yeah, real quick too. A little, little hint spoiler. Um, a name gets mentioned in the second episode. Uh, Rex gets dropped. He's not in it, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm thinking they're going to bring Rex into the show at some point, which means he's with Ahsoka, so you might see Ahsoka too. Wow, that'd be cool. Because they just mentioned like, oh, uh, Captain Rex was just here a couple days ago. Yeah, then definitely. Yeah, definitely. So like, they're, like the Bad Batch, where they're going on their little adventure, yeah, is days after Rex. Yeah. So I think Rex is going to be in it. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, anything else for the Bad Batch? Another little Easter egg thing mm-hmm. uh, for those who did watch it. Um, there's a medical droid on Kamino, and it's the same medical droid from the Fives arc in Clone Wars. Remember oh, okay. when they're figuring out the chip? Yeah. That that same little clone that was his like psyche the whole venture uh-huh. arc is in Bad cool. Batch. Cool. All right. Um, other TV, Miss Marvel for the Disney Plus show is uh, has wrapped filming up. So hopefully we get some footage of that soon. Pretty excited for that show. I want to see what they're going to do. Um, also, The Witcher 2 is deep in their post-production. So The Witcher Season 2 will probably get a trailer soon, I'm thinking. Because mm-hmm. um, they're probably going to wrap up editing soon. And then they'll be able to push out a trailer and give a release date. Um, and then AHS Season 10, a star from there thinks it will premiere next month. We haven't any footage of it yet, aside from like the tr- title reveal. What's the title? What is it? Um, it's something. It's something by Land. It's like a Paul Revere play. Playoff. Okay, but it's gonna like be a split season. One's like at sea, and one's like on the beach. Okay, so I, I don't know. I don't know what cool. that really entails. Um, so yeah, well, I, I don't think it's gonna premiere next month, but we'll see. Then um, Lucasfilm is including Gina Carano in the Mandalorian Emmy Awards campaign <laughs> after their whole falling out because of her posts on social media and whatnot. Shame on them. <laughs> Shame on them. That's fucked up. You can't fire them. You can't fire the girl and then try to reap the rewards of her performance. That's fine. You can't do that. That's fucked. You can't. Like, from both perspectives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's so fucked. Um... And then we also got a first look of Sebastian Stan and Lily James playing Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson for the Hulu miniseries. They look pretty. Sp- they look pretty spot on, dude. That, that's that, that, that picture of her biting her in his nipple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Pretty spot on. I think this could, has potential. Has mm-hmm. potential. Did you see Seth Rogen post about it? No. So doing? he's in it too, but he's like a, another character. He's like a nerdy character. Okay. And he posted that picture, and then a picture of him in his costume, <laughs> and he's just like a, just a chubby nerdy guy with like no beard and curly hair, and he's just like. Yeah, why do they make my, are my co-stars look so hot and I'm just so average or something like that? That's funny. Um, and then the iCarly reboot revival season is scheduled for June on Paramount+. Plus Without Jeanette McCurdy still, right? Without Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then Stranger, Fo- Stranger Things Season 4 dropped another teaser. Um, took a look inside the lab. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, and it showed a bunch of other like uh, experiments. And then you just see, like, you know, someone's calling on 11, and you zoom in on a room, and she's in there. Yeah. So some people are thinking there's going to be a lot of, like, time travel flashbacks in this season, kind of similar to uh, season two was. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I'm excited for it, though. I am, too. I think uh, um, I think there will be because, what did I say? Because the last time we saw her in season three, she lost her powers. So there's probably going to be a lot going back to source how she got her powers. Mm-hmm. and all the experiments and shit. I think that's what's going to tease that. This yeah. kind of tease that. Um, and then the Loki series on Disney Plus will be premiering each Wednesday when it starts airing. So that's definitely a switch up. It's not going to be the Friday releases like normally expected. Kind of, we were kind of talking about it whenever they drop that news. It'll be interesting for us because we record on Wednesdays. We might just like watch the shit and then start recording. Which, and then just have it fresh on the mind. Which will be really good for us recapping it. Mm-hmm. Very bad for people who don't Watch it right away and don't want spoilers. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, like, you know, the spoiler thing for that. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted to do what we did for movies, big movies, and just do it at the end. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Like, stick around for Loki breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that's would be the best move. Yeah, yeah, and then just throw a timestamp on or some bullshit. But yeah. yeah. But uh, that was all I have for TV. 
Anything you want to toss in? Yeah, Elon Musk is SNL. I watched it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were shitting on it. I mean, all I got to say is, when you have a billionaire host who has Asperger's, what do you expect? It's definitely cringe a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are a lot of a lot of the digital shorts are funny. Um, they do another Chad. Yeah, I saw that. So he goes to space. He, he's SpaceX on the Mars, colonizing yeah. Mars. Um, there's one really really funny one that. See, basically they they did a good job SNL with limiting his uses to like where he's not the main driving factor of the skit. Okay. Like one, like the one off is like Kate McKinnon basically doing a digital short about a movie where uh, uh, there's a in like Pennsylvania, in the woods of Pennsylvania, there's a uh, detective, and it's like all a bunch of like Philly like language, like wah wah and all that weird shit, and he's just in it for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that bad. I'd watch it. The only bad skit was Wario. No, there's two bad skits. The Did Gen you, Z Hospital. The Gen Z Hospital. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was awful. That's the first horrible. one. Thank God I got it over with. <laughs> and um, the second one was uh, Elon Musk dressed as Wario from Mario. And was, he's on trial for killing Mario. And I, Grimes was in it as Princess Peach. And she was the most cringy thing ever. His wife, Grimes. Yeah. She's, she's like, oh, like the most awkward, <laughs> worst acting ever. And I think she even came out afterwards and said, that's going to haunt me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I saw that Gen Z hospital thing. I was like, this is horrible. I stopped watching the video and then I was like, TikTok rabbit holing and it popped up and someone was like, this is the funniest thing SNL's done in forever. I was like, God damn it. I hate it. I hate it so much more now. It was just Gen Z shit. Yeah. It was probably just some Gen Z kid. Like, this is fucking funny. (laughs) Oh, and Miley Cyrus, uh, had the kid Leroy doing, Oh, there you go. Oh, can't make a wife out of a hoe. Oh, like her remix yeah. of it. That's her first song she did. That's great. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. But all right, let's get into some uh, music, some jams for this week. There's a good number. There's a good number. Um, how many do I got for you? I think, okay, definitely four, maybe five. All right. Maybe six, even. But I'll start it off. Uh, this one is Higher Power, Coldplay. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. But it's like it's like the highlight one, you know what I mean? So I just put it in there. Yeah. Um, next up, J. Cole. Apparently he's uh preparing to drop his album. Okay. This one's called Interlude with spaces in between every letter. Not like anything like fantastic, you know, it's just like good beats. Good flow. Yeah, I'm bad. Really good flow. I can't wait for him to drop the full album now. Did you see him playing basketball in Africa? 
No. He's, no. he's on an African basketball league team. <laughs> All right. And then uh, next up, before I get into the jams, uh, Small Talk by Russ. This one's really short. It's only two minutes long, but I really like it. If it was longer, I would have put it in Jams of the Week. Yeah. But you can't have, like, a two-minute song. I could, yeah. You know. Definitely not. But this, he goes hard in this. Yeah, that's sick, boy. Then, um, Elenium, Valerie Bassard, and Nerco and Sideways. Just EDM song. Nice. You love your EDM. I do. I do. Millennium's great. But all right, getting into the Jam of the Week's options. I'll let you pick from these, you know, same as always. Um, let's start off with this one. This one kind of blew up on TikTok. It is Mass Wolf, G Easy, and DGG, the Astronaut in the Ocean remix. Ooh. I like the original. And then it's going to be easy. That's really good. Rolling down in the deep. Super bad, no Jonah Hill. <laughs> that, that's a nice reference to uh, my only favorite G Easy song. Yeah, no limit. No, uh, I mean it. Oh, that too. Yeah, and when I he start, dropped two I mean it. Yeah. And then, uh, all right. And then these are the other ones I got. Um, start with this. This one's "Run" by One Republic. This one's Hollywood Sucks, Double Backslash, by Kenny Hoopla. Hoopla! <laughs> Hoopla! And Travis Barker. I think you'll really like this one. I really fuck with it. Yeah, 
See, Travis Barker is the beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, that drum roll is the same. Only his first appearance in Jam, in Jam of the Week for this week, too. Um, yeah, I really like that one. And then next one I got is All I Know So Far by Pink. Pink's back. This is pretty good, though. if i like it a lot yeah i don't really like that but i feel like i haven't heard pink in forever and it made me kind of like it more uh, she's like talented you know i i tend to miss on your part <laughs> all right dude i mean hey i just throw in a bunch of options for jam of the week okay and then break my heart myself by baby rexa and travis barker Not bad. But I'm assuming you're going with the one I think you're going to go. Yes. You're, you're Hollywood right. sucks. Kenny Hoopla. Hoopla! And Travis Barker. But with that, that's your jam of the week. Um, make sure you go check out the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on Spotify. And with that, take it away, Ryan. All right. Uh, don't forget, they got the koozies on sale. $7 a piece, eh? That's back. Uh, <laughs> You got. You can cool, DM sir. us for. A, you can DM us if you want the koozie. We'll deliver it to you. Uh, maybe a little extra for that shipping. You know, especially if you're up north. Eh? Uh, we'll drink a little bat this playoff hockey season and uh, enjoy a koozie. I'm talking dirty. Um, don't forget to. Okay, I'm done. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dairy J Sports. Follow us on Spotify. Talking dirty minus mm-hmm. a G and apostrophe presented by Dairy J Sports. SoundCloud's still up, so go follow us on that too. And your two chains, line of the week. Got a Chanel chain on top of a Chanel chain on top of a Chanel chain on top of a Chanel chain. Goddamn. Goddamn. Dude, he's a poet. He is. He is. See you guys. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care. As she swept back her hair, I guess this isn't our revival. The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather
feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat. Only then will you know what I mean. Baby, you're messing up my phrasing. It's questions that you're raising. Just know you really drive me fucking crazy. And even though I like your state of mind, right, girl? Wrong time. Stones throw the things you learn are always showing. Oh, baby, I think I know why you aren't left behind. These things are contradicting. I know somewhere that I will pass you by with a sunset in the sky. Do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat. Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing It's questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time Baby, you could've been my lady Making me all hazy You really had me going on that night But even though I like your state of mind Yeah.